Welcome back to the Hypervision Podcast. No, what are you looking around for? I heard a noise. It's my water bottle. I don't know. All good though. We back. Okay. I thought there was like an intruder in the room. Or no, something. no, 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 no. We're good. Okay. You look. You just looked concerned. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> we're good. All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Hypervision Podcast. Uh, it's me and Noah, as per usual. We are also joined by our mm, Tyler has probably been on here more. Our second most tenured guest. We have Ian with us today. How you doing? Cool, 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 cool. Hang on, I think your mic just broke for a second. <laughs> he was he was barking too loud, man. You might have to plug it back in real quick or something. I don't know. Oh no! Is it is it not working out? It was working fine up until we started. <laughs> oh, God. It's like rattling or something. I don't know if the plug is is messed up. What? Or... It's Bluetooth and it's doing this? <laughs> I don't know what happened here, man. It was working clear up until mm-hmm. now. Fine. I, I can finish my food. I'm right. not getting anything. All right, well, we'll, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace and grease. I'm just kidding. It's gonna be a fun edit. Yeah, right. Told somebody to play some Warzone. But all right, I have returned. There we go. All right. Okay, ten times better. My bad, y'all. There it is. Clear as a day now. I just love how it was. It was working just fine. <laughs> all of a sudden, we started <laughs> the moment we record. It was. Just... <laughs> It was a bark. I shouldn't have barked. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to it. Yeah. So, joined by Ian. Ian, how are we doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm well. Um, yeah. So, we got a few topics playing with Ian. We talked about uh, a couple already uh, with him. Before we get into that, me and Noah got, got some some things obviously we got our normal things what uh shout out sponsors uh aka shout out josiah um that's it that's it um check out the website obviously we got stuff on there we're eventually gonna get a blog on there i've talked to a couple people about it but we'll get there one day um but uh me and noah we 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 had a conversation today uh we saw this video that this guy that we both watched kind of um that he did uh of like a i guess it's a health and fitness challenge or whatever you want to call it um <clears throat> called uh the 75 hard Ian, i don't know if you've heard about it um we're not doing the 75 hard is what i'm going to say to start this because <laughs> that's stupid it's like uh, two workouts a day that are 45 minutes. Like, and if you do like a two hour workout, that doesn't count as your two things. Like you got to have two separate workouts and one has to be outside. It's December. I'm not doing that. So that's one thing we changed. Um, you got to drink three and a half liters of water. You got to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. You've got to do something with your diet, like change it up and make it better. Obviously 
progress picture every day and no alcohol. That is, that's the six things. So we're starting it tomorrow, December 12th, going until February 29th, and we're calling it the 80 moderate. Um, so our six things are going to be, most of them are kind of the same or just around the same thing. One workout. No, not that five workouts a week. So you get like two days off because I want to break. I don't need to work out seven days a week for 75 straight days. Yeah. Um, that's ridiculous. And I don't have the same kind of time that Instagram and YouTube influencers do. So I can't fit in all of those things. I'm sure I could, but I'm not going to, um, the alcohol, it, it was no alcohol the entire 75 days. Easy. I have moderated that to could be, but I just don't see the point of needing to do that. I'm not at a place where I feel like it needs to be cut out of my life. Uh, that is a maximum I'm doing of three drinks a week. I can't have any more across the seven days a week. Um, 15 pages of any book. I don't care what you read, but 15 pages is what I changed it to. Cause 10 seemed easy to me in my head. It just 10 just seemed like a really low number, but yeah. I do realize it's every day. And I did the math. That's like 1200 pages. I mean, so, I think 10 pages a day isn't, isn't even that bad. No, I mean, yeah, I know, but there's going to be those days, you know, like where it doesn't, you don't do it in the morning or whatever. And it's late at night and you're just like, <laughs> then I'm going to be like, Oh, it's 10 pages. But it could have been done, but then five yeah, more now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It on paper, it just, in my mind, it just sounded silly that it was only 10 but it is for 80 days now um the diet thing we're keeping i still haven't decided what my diet thing is actually going to be besides like cutting down on soda i don't have a number for that i'm not going to cut it out because obviously i'm still going to drink soda at some point probably uh but i don't have a so we'll figure that out um cut out the progress picture because i didn't really care you can just do that if you feel like it any time of your life you said yeah, and then eating out less, right? Yeah, that'd be another thing for my diet. Yeah, eating out less. Um, and then took out the progress picture and put in a like I just said like a personal goal or like a personal mental goal. I think is what I called it. We kept the three and a half liters of water. And that's also the last thing there. But a uh, personal mental goal. You can pick whatever you want that to be. Kind of um, if there's just something you've been wanting to do, and now you're gonna put it towards something that. Is it something you're committing to, I guess? I did uh, on work days, waking up at 7, and outside of work days, being up at 9, if I don't have anything going on. So, because today, I woke up very late, and, uh, like, very late. So, it's something I need to change and fix and get better with. And, I mean, it's just better. You know, you have the morning. You do things in the morning. You, At least from what I've heard and experienced, when you wake up early enough and have a good morning, it's, like... Don't just roll out of bed, shower, and head to work. <clears throat> yeah. It's a much nicer time, and you feel better. So that's that's my six. Noah, you can say. if I don't know, actually, if you've changed certain parts of it for you. Because that's the thing is, like, I don't care. Like, I've told a lot of people about it. I don't care what you change, honestly. It's it's your challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I think I think I, th- I, I took a few things. Uh, certainly the uh, alcohol and the soda. I mean, I don't think I do that often, but I think I can, I think that'll be, that'll be a good one to just kind of not necessarily, like you said, eliminate, um, but just obviously cut down on, uh, another one was, 
getting back more into my faith as well. I think that was a personal goal, personal mental goal um, as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I like the uh, I like the, uh, the the getting up one too. I I I think that's good. Um, although I do I do love sleep, so that does that one does kind of hurt, but I think it, I I think it's good. Um, I think it yeah. just means I'm gonna have to go to bed earlier. Is the only thing. Because like I told you last night when I texted you, it was like the reason I woke up so late is because I went to bed at two on a work night. Like, yeah, that's the reason why waking up and being at work by eight thirty was I'm so telling, hard for me. Uh, is because telling you, man, I got five and six hours of sleep. I'm telling you, man, if you like it in, into a routine, wake up and make your bed. It's so good. It's so good. <sighs> my bed is storage. Yes. What do you mean? Uh, the other half of my bed is storage. How do I? How do I? Doing this live on, on on the fly. I don't know how to. You're gonna make your bed on the fly? No, no, no. I was gonna attempt to show you. Uh, okay, don't, don't 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 worry about me. But yeah, that that's kind of. I, I know your bed's made. I know it looks like a like a cleaning crew came in there. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a like it's a fresh hotel room. So yeah, you bounce a quarter on that thing. Bounce <laughs> a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to start that the 12th, by the time this podcast is out, it's the 18th, probably it's my guess. Um, and whenever you hear it, I don't know, but we're going to post about it. I'm going to post on a hypervision story of how I do each day. So you guys will be seeing it before it's even talked about on this, but I mean, yeah, that's just like, if you want to join it, that's what we're doing all the way through February. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's that. Other people, you know, Isaac said he'd do it. Uh, another one of Tyler's friends, Brendan, said he would do it. Andrew said he's going to do it. He's calling it his uh, his hard six. So <laughs> make fun of him for that one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I had to laugh. That's good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's what me and Noah are doing. Because for two things, then I'll segue into, into Ian a little bit. Not like that. Um <laughs> hey yo <laughs> um one we've talked about the whole you know like in the winter time you don't do the th you, you get to the point where like you didn't think you did the things you wanted to the rest of the year you know you're getting towards the end of the year and then you know it's it's the dark time you know sad time whatever you want to call it and however you want to word it or think about it um i don't know this kind of seems like a way to maybe counteract that or fight it a little bit constantly giving yourself something to work towards and something that you know they're all little things like reading a little bit of a book waking up earlier eating something that's not mcdonald's you know like all really small things it's not like you're going and getting a new job you're going and moving somewhere you're going and making new friends getting engaged all these kinds of things those are big things these are really small things Constantly fixing those habits and getting better at that, I think, is what, you know, can lift you up out of any period of like a lull or just, you know, combat, you know, these dark times, as people would call them. But also, I'm going to I'm not going to hit all six every 80, all 80 days. I know for sure it's going to happen. I'm going to slip up somewhere, but I want it to be like a very, very high percentage, I think, you know. Uh, and then the other part segueing is like 
Ian's first topic, and I'm going to, I'll throw that out there now that he, we talked about doing. Um, uh, when I texted him, he said he was really, I'm struggling to get to the text messages now to get it word for word, but hang on. Um, when I asked him if like he had any ideas, he said it'd be interesting to discuss finding meaning in the mundane and the moments in between. Um, you know, that's 80 day challenge where you're constantly doing things for yourself to better yourself. There's going to be a lot of, lot of, lot of time across December 12th to February 29th, where we could just be sitting there kind of just like, hmm, you know, it's one of those nights you had a free night, but you're not doing anything with it. Or just like you had plans, plans didn't happen, or you get home from anything, whatever it is. And you're just kind of sitting there and then mostly that would be one of those nights where it's like, ah, oh, it's a cold winter night. I'm not going to go do anything. Nobody's on Xbox. You know, all my friends are busy right now. I'm not going to go hang out with them. That's where those thoughts settle in. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like any lapse in your concentration or whatever, it's just whatever it is that, you know, gets to you uh, whenever you're alone with your thoughts and it's not a great night. I just, I just like it because I, I think it's going to be just a real mental thing, especially, you know, during the holidays, you know, we got, you know, Christmas Eve, you got Christmas, obviously you got, yeah. uh, you it, know, New Year's stuff. I just think, you know, yeah, just, you know, yeah. I think it's going to get some constantly uh, going. Yeah. Discipline, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I think across these next almost three months will really help me to not have as many lapses probably because I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, ah, I don't really have anything to do. I guess I'll just waste my day away, go scroll on my phone, go watch a YouTube video and call it a night. I can sit there. I go, Oh, I have a list. I got, 15 pages to read tonight. I got to go do a workout. I got to, whatever it is on there. Like I got to go do that. Like I got to go make a good meal. I got to go find something that's not pin station, greasy, greasy, greasy sub with a huge thing of fries and a cookie the size of my face. I can't do that. You know, that sounds so good. As good as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I think that that's something that I think at least, going into this is something that we're really gonna or i'm really gonna benefit from um but i'll stop talking now we do have you in here for a reason um i don't know i guess if you want to open with because you kind of have two or three topics you said you wanted to go into i don't know where you want to want to delve no i i think the you guys talking about the challenge you're going to hit is is very interesting um, because at the end of the year, my brain tends to shift to thinking, what is it that I accomplished this year and what is it that I want to do in the next year? And I find the timing of you guys choosing to start this challenge very interesting in that you're not necessarily waiting for the new year to do something, um, but you're starting it now and going into the new year. And the meaning, the reason I thought of meaning in the mundane is that Everyone talks about your mid-20s kind of being this super exciting time. Frankly, I've found it to be quite the opposite. Um, that yes, you know, you, you have your friends and you're, you're quote-unquote young, um, but it, it's a weird time where the majority of my friends, they do the same thing that I do. They hang out, you know, whenever they're not working, and then they work, and you can kind of see the malaise that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, shade to older generations, but 
the malaise that I think a lot of our parents fell into and our parents' parents, where it's you graduate college, you get a good job, you work, you know, you have kids um, and you buy a house and you do this and it just repeats the cycle. Um, and you, you start to think about what does it mean to live a life of intentionality? Uh, what does it mean to, to see the beauty in that, in the beauty in that cycle and say that I want more? And I'm not someone that thinks about money. If I wanted money, I wouldn't have been a writer, believe me. Um, but I, I've realized that getting more out of life isn't necessarily not following that path of get a job, you know, save up, get married, have kids, buy a house, whatever it may be. But it's acknowledging that that pathway is, you know, the one that a lot of us are going to be on. So how do you make it meaningful? It, it means that you infuse each day with a sense of purpose and a sense of longing and a sense of grounding and meaning. And so it's interesting that you guys bring up this challenge because I think that's one of the things that I've realized is that you need those personal challenges as you go through the mundaneness of your day-to-day -day existence um, to curate meaning for yourself. It's why we have belief systems. It's why we have, uh, as Noah, you were saying that you know you want to get back into your faith more. It, it's why we have those things, is that those ideas and those, those instances, they kind of act like a wide net where you grab you grab life and you bring it in for all that it is. And you don't say that things are a way because that's just how it is. Instead, you ask, well, why is it that way? And I think doing that challenge, it, it kind of grounds both of you guys into saying, well, why is life this way? And what can we do about it? What are ways that we can improve? And that's how you find meaning in the mundane. Um, there's a philosopher I've been really, really in love with in the past um, four months, five months, since I started living on my own fully. Um, and that is, well, there's two. There's obviously Albert Camus, who my love affair with him goes dates back to my last year of grad school. And then there's Olga Jacoby. And she was this um, mother who was dying of a terminal illness in the start of the at the start of the 20th century. And she was seeing a doctor who was very Catholic um, and she was very atheist and she would write letters to the doctor and they'd have these big theological debates. And I found her definition of finding meaning in the mundane of life to be so beautiful where she says, I live life to do good simply for the reason that it is good, not because some God tells me that it is good. Um, and that's a, idea I kind of wanted to bring on to this podcast in that in what ways do you guys try to orient yourself in the day-to-day -day with life to figure out why life is worth living one and similar similarly to this challenge that you guys are starting in what ways can we get more out of life no you want to take it first <laughs> I I just want to <laughs> I tell you what, I, I I really do appreciate listening to Ian talk. I I, I, I I think I think he speaks with like this level of intelligence that like I I understand and like it just it makes sense and I don't know, it's just very clear, concise. So I'm gonna preface it with that. Um, 
That's a that's a pretty loaded question, but it it's a good one. Um, I don't know, man. That's 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 really good. Can you can you repeat it again? I I, I will I will answer. I I promise. No, in essence, um, and it well, it was a two part question, but I'll I'll ask it in one part for the sake of brevity. Um, when you're constructing your maps of meaning, right? When you're constructing and maps of meaning in the terms of orienting yourself in the world and in society, what are ways similarly to the challenge that you guys are starting? What are ways in which you both ground yourself in your definition of the world around you and strive for more or strive for in your day-to-day life the the essence of our existence that reminds you that everything you do matters in what ways do you create community or meaning or define meaning Jerry, you sure you don't got this first <laughs> i don't know because like i mean this is stuff we've talked about a lot recently you know yeah i mean, I mean and i think that's where my mind is with it like, yeah so so first thing i thought of was family you know like like what i'm doing now like like mm-hmm. okay okay you know i'm working towards uh you know i i'm doing this you know for my family you know they they never gave up on me that that's where my mind went first of all but then obviously you know it goes it goes deeper to you know personal goals you know why am i doing what i'm doing uh for, my, mm-hmm. for myself um so uh, yeah but yeah you're right Drew. we've talked about it i mean uh what else did we say? I mean, uh, we talked about what family, friends, um, things like that. Um, I mean, like with us talking about it, I think my full answer is that I don't have a full answer because I'm more in the part of where like, I'm finally starting to think about these things, I think. Sure. Um, and like actually talk about them and realize that like I didn't do a lot for myself for a lot of my life. Like, truly for myself like obviously i like i didn't neglect myself i made it here you know i got through college i got through high school i got a job mm-hmm. um but like you know we, we talked about uh you know doing things for yourself and finally like you know focusing on building yourself up focusing on you know being a better you so you can actually do things that you want to do why do you think for um, so long um I think because I can I can feel in essence similarly to your experience, Drew, of not doing enough or not doing as much for yourself. Why do you think it took you so long to reach this point? I guess what events along the way that you thought were just another Tuesday that you can see is pointing you in the direction to where you're at now, where you spend a lot of time in self-reflection and you. See, I don't, I don't really know. They just kind of like, I was just telling Noah, like, I'd be like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this and I was, it then those thoughts just come up kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a little bit of it, like we've said before is like the way we lived our lives and like how the reason I'm doing this challenge to fix so many of these little things that like are habits that don't work for like that do do work, but like they're not good habits that I have in my life of mm-hmm. how I've lived since I met you pretty much uh, sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't changed my lifestyle since then really. Like 
we're still about to go play FIFA when we get done with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I just got so comfortable in that, you know, because mm-hmm. like it worked. It got me through the day, you know, like it got me through high school, it got me through college. Like everything I did between when I wake up and when I eventually go to bed, how I act, how I treat other people, how I eat, how I, you know, what kind of sleep I get my personal hygiene, which I mean, it's good enough. I didn't get complaints about how I smell it ever. Um, Axe body spray. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just, just like everything, all the little things that make up who you are and that like, you know, like you do throughout your day that no one really notices, Mm -hmm. but like, it's just, it's just what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I was just so comfortable in that because I I knew it worked that like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to change it, but like, I'd look at these things like, I should take better care of myself. I should eat better. I should work out more. I should read more. Or I should talk to people more. Or I should be more open with my emotions or figure out a way to handle them better. All these kinds of things. And I just like, yeah, I, I guess I could do that. Cause I told Noah once, like, do you think it's almost that you think you get made fun of? Because like, we always joke like, Oh, that guy's got his life together. Like, Oh, well you go to bed at 11 PM or you, all these kinds of things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, and it's sarcasm. And I think a little bit of that for maybe just for me, it's just that like, kind of wish I was like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I, I there, the, and maybe it's a, it's um, I, I don't like to delineate mass differences or generalize mass differences between genders um, because gender is such a fluid construct, but there is a level of, in my mind, presuppositions of how you're supposed to be as a, adolescent male identifying individual um and it, i find it eerily similar and I, I i find it eerie just in general that all three of us come from different life experiences yet we somewhat we somewhat also experience the same trans fiction and kind of elevation like when when you're going through that 16 17 18 19 for me <laughs> 20 21 you know to where i'm at now it was this constant feeling of living up to these unset assumptions of what you're supposed to be like as a man um and i think those assumptions also prevent us from doing the necessary inner work to find the value in taking the mundane action of going to bed at 11 o'clock at night seriously. And so then it lends our hand to be like, Oh, look at that guy, you know, and it does in my mind and in my heart, I knew whenever I would say something, it came out of honestly jealousy where I was just like, he was able to break out of that assumption for who he was or that social agreeance of what you're supposed to be as a 19 year old man. And, and, do the thing that is good for an investment in his future. Um, he had the discipline that I didn't have. Um, and I find that very interesting that kind of regardless of our lived experience throughout childhood, there is that point. And, and maybe it's a critique on larger society that, you know how we always joke about like, oh, men used to go to war and now we're screaming at FIFA, right? But I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do think... Part of that is true, right? Like at 18, our parents 
parents, parents' generation went to go fight to stop fascism from taking over the world. That's just a little bit different than us, you know, gearing up to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so I think a part of it is that as society's needs have changed, our assumptions on what adolescent manhood should look like or being a young adult male, what that should like ha- look like hasn't necessarily changed. And so we channel that angst into these different means that prevent us from treating the mundane with the priority that it needs in order for us to be a better version of ourselves down the road. And so it's, again, it's not to harp on playing Xbox because I, I love playing Xbox. It's, it's a hobby of mine. I think more so it's a critique of the world at large where because the world doesn't know what to do with a lot of this young male angst, because there isn't that moment where you go to war and you come back a man anymore. There isn't that moment for us. And so what ends up happening is we we kind of turn into man children where we grow up, we never learned how to fend for ourselves or cook for ourselves and take that seriously. I know for me, when I moved out, um, once I finished grad school, when I moved out completely on my own to South Carolina, that was that rude awakening of, like, I haven't done the necessary life steps in becoming a man. And that means treating every Monday through Sunday with a level of intentionality that maybe before I lacked the maturity to but now I have to because it's either I do that or I die of starvation or I, you know, like that's the reality of it. And so it's twofold. It's society leaves us ill-equipped and we could kind of care less to pick up our end of the bargain until you're forced to. And so I found that in my journey of kind of rediscovering what does it mean to not only be a man, but to have a healthy representation of masculinity not one that's built off of kind of old and archaic stereotypes of being a man but what does it mean like what does it mean to be an emotional man because i am very emotional but what does it mean to present that in a way that's healthy what does it mean to talk to my partner about my emotions in a way that's healthy what does it mean to care for myself things like you know getting a haircut like those those simple things about getting groomed where you don't take it as seriously, but you, you realize that's part of, you know, who you are. It's part of being an adult, I guess. And I wonder, and I'd like to get your guys' perspective on this. I wonder if maybe society's lack of that christening moment of you turn from boy to man kind of leaves for this gray area where we're kind of floating around until we wake up and we're 25 and we're like, Oh shoot, I'm five years away from 30. I better do something with my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, I I think I came to that realization later than what I expected. Like as, as I was turning 25, honestly, because I mean, I went to, went to college, what, three hours away from home. And I thought, all right, like, this is it. Like, this is my coming out moment. Like I'm getting away from being comfortable in my little small town with, you know, graduating with, you know, 80 to a hundred kids. And I knew them all. And, you know, we have certain places to go around town and whatnot. So I went away and I was like, all right, I'm going to come out of my shell. And 
then yeah, I had that realization there is like, okay, I have to like fend for myself. I don't have my parents. I don't know anybody. And, you know, luckily I was able to, you know, kind of roll out of that. But even after that, you know, it's like, okay, college is over. Now we have a job. I'm living, I'm living on my own. And it's kind of that same thing where like, okay, you still have to fend for yourself. You have to, you have to cook. You have to, you know, uh, you, Ian talked about it. You have to take care of yourself personally, like hygiene, stuff like that. And, and now since I've turned 25, it's, I've kind of realized again, it's like, we're five years away from like 30 and like, I don't know. I, I think about it all the time. It's like, I, I, I don't like comparing myself to others, but it's like, okay, I'm 25. Like I probably should be thinking about like, you know, uh, things later in life, like houses and, you know, relationships and all this other things like that. And I don't know, I kind of, it's tough. I, I, I came to that realization. I, I think I know what I, I know what I have to do, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So. I, I can't ever say I thought of the reason why of that you brought up of, uh, you know, we don't go to war anymore. <laughs> I don't think that ever came into my head. Well, it came <laughs> from, like, that's you, why I don't have it. <laughs> no, but it, it came from a Twitter meme because it was people, you know, Twitter, it always has, or yeah. X, I should yeah. say, people are always having like the, the, the gender wars, right? Like girls are worse. Guys are worse. You know, everybody sucks. And this one woman, she had this very insightful post on X that I don't think she realized was as insightful as she said. Um, it was under a video of a guy screaming um, at a football game. I think he had like placed a bet or something. And under that post, she just said, you know, men used to go to war. <laughs> and that that's what got my brain thinking about maybe and it's not saying that we should go to war because i had, i had, i hate war yeah. i think it's abhorrent and right. i think y you couldn't pay me bi billions of dollars to murder people <laughs> um and i will never go and die for a rich person for a rich person's war um but i do think that what our society is currently lacking is a mode of initiation into manhood to show that you are you are you are no longer under that umbrella of you know being a kid that when you were a kid you made childhood and childlike decisions but now that you are a man that means to me being a man means taking accountability and personal responsibility for the life that you live are you going to be someone with integrity someone that is honest and kind and fair um or are you going to kind of let society push and pull you whichever way it it goes and i think that's what i mean more so when i say people go to war it's like yeah that, that was a moment where a lot of people figured out what it is that they stood for and i wonder if maybe us not having that t form of moment for a lot of young men um is leaving a lot of their experiences to be like ours where we wake up one day and we're like, man, we got to do something because this isn't working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think too, I mean, do you think you, you talked about society? I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it could be more on like a, the, the parent side too. Right. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, my dad is like, 
he works, you know, nine to five. And it's, and I grew up thinking like, Oh, that's what, okay. That's what you, that's what you have to do. And maybe he got that from his parents or maybe he got that from society or, 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 or whatever, but that's just what I, that's just like what I expected. And then I grew up and I was like, okay, I don't have to do this. I don't want to. Um, so I think that that's kind of tough too, but yeah, I mean, uh, finding meaning through that's pretty tough. It's, it's been tough. It is. And, but I, I do think, and, and Drew, I'd like your perspective on this. Um, I do think there is intrinsic value, and at least in my mind it clicked, was when I started to take every day seriously. People always say, live every day like it's your last, and people use that as an excuse to kind of for a lack of a better term, pussyfoot around where you're not taking anything seriously. Um, and it's not to say you can't have fun or you can't laugh or you can't cry or you can't sit back and enjoy a lazy, easygoing day. It's to say that you recognize the intentionality of every day. That's what I mean when you take, when I say you have to take your day seriously. And it was in that moment that it clicked for me that to take each day seriously means to then seek meaning in the everyday or the mundane. Um, because if you're seeking meaning in the mundane, you're going to feel fulfilled every day, regardless of what you do. Um, it's like that great Jimmy Valvano speech from the ESPYs. If you laugh, if you spend some time in thought, and if you cry, you've had a full day. You felt the full array of the human experience. And to me, that's how I make up finding meaning in the mundane. It's making sure that even if I have the most boring day on earth where all I did was work out, sleep and work and eat, I still felt human in each of those actions. I felt grounded enough and present enough in that interaction to feel the vast array of human emotions that come with our experience. Um, and so Drew, I mean, for you, do you agree with that assessment or, or do you feel that it's something else? I mean, I guess I, I would blanket, blanket statement. I'd say, yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I mean, the whole thing you've been talking about, like when I'm most of the things I pick out, um, and I'm wish, I also wish I probably could get more introspective on this or have more input. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to be better at not forcing myself to talk deeper just for the sake of it. Because mm -hmm. then I just start rambling on and saying random things. <laughs> but um because this like this topic you like you've that we have right now and that you've said a few things about, um of just like, you know, breaking out of that mundane mold and figuring out how to like actually find meaning in things brought me mm -hmm. back to the second episode we did with you mm -hmm. where we talked about like the personality boxing and I yes. talked a little bit about like not wanting to just be seen as how I was seen in college or high school. Like I want to be able to go do whatever I want to do and not have to be like looked at in a certain way because I acted one way a few years ago. Right. Um, but like the main thing I've picked out from everything you've said, like that, like just keeps coming back to me. It's just that like the uh, intentionality and like living every day with that intention that you're going to accomplish the things that you think can push you forward, that will mm -hmm. break you out of that mold because and it's not things that like I think I've actively been doing, but like me and Noah have been talking about these kinds of things for a few weeks now, like I guess months technically, but podcast wise, a few episodes in a row, mm -hmm. we've talked about these kinds of things. 
but a lot of it has just been talks for me. Like they've just been thoughts that I've had and talks that I've had with people where I'm like, um, you know, like I thought about this about myself. Like I realized like the last three years that I've lived, like I haven't done this or that Mm -hmm. of like the way I've acted and the way I've treated people. And I've never actually like truly, I guess, taken steps for it. Um, so now that I think like, this is finally time that I'm going to start like truly working towards whatever I think gets me to that point. And like, I think starting this challenge is something that like pushes me in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I like finally trying to have the intention of like breaking out of my mold that I've been mm-hmm. in for so long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that feeling um, in writing, we call it the chronic planner the person that loves to plan every scene in every move in every book or movie they want to write um where you say i want to write a book and then you're like well i have to plan out my book and you start thinking of characters you start thinking of a setting you start thinking of a scene and all of those things are very much needed when you're thinking of the story you want to write but there comes a point in the planning process where you're planning because you really don't want to sit down and commit to writing. Um, And to your point, Drew, I felt at least within myself, a bit of that on on the writing front, but on the life front where there'd be things that I'd want to do. And you keep just saying, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. I'm thinking about how I'll do that. Um, But to really live every day, like it's your last as the cliche goes is to commit those plans to action and i guess i want to know why it takes us it it takes all of us it seems so long to commit our plan to action what is it that we fear in that process because we know that we'll be better for it on the other side or at least if we're not better we'll feel accomplished that we tried so what is it that we really fear uh personally i'll say even though i know we've said like somehow with all of our different backgrounds and everything we all come to the same exact like thing that we we all struggle against and try to figure out uh i'll say personally for me because i can't speak on your guys's behalf with this i think a little bit of it is ignorance on my part mm. that like i said before i had that comfortability where i was just like getting through days i was doing what got me to where i could have been not not really could have been but was getting me through the day and getting it to where no one was going to complain and I wasn't going to complain because like uh, as a joking side to it of like realizing like I really did not like just know certain things or just like take care of myself in certain ways that like you would normally think I figured out today that three and a half liters is how much water you're actually supposed to drink in a day because when I was looking at this challenge and everything I was like three and a half seems like a lot. Like I don't, I just, I'm going to scale that one down. So I started looking up what's the average amount of water you should drink in a day. And every website was three point. I was like, Oh, 3.5 is okay. Now we're not, we're not scaling that one down. Then. All right. I just like, I didn't know that I'm 25 years old and I just never knew how much water you should drink in a day. I'm sure I've heard it here and there of like what 16 cups or whatever it is. Eight, I don't know. But in my mind that I don't do the conversion to cups to liters or anything like that. Cause that's weird. But like, and it's just things like that or it's like how i've been telling noah like i just turned 25 in october and like how am i just now questioning these things about myself and my life and how am i just not figuring out that like other people see me in different ways than i see myself and mm-hmm. like it's it's just 
I think for me, it was a little bit of ignorance and just not actually being intentional and working on myself. Mm. What do you yeah, think it was yeah. for you, Noah? Yeah, I think um, I, I kind of would agree there. I think it's just ignorance. I think for me, it's, I mean, laziness. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, or, or going by the, going by the other cliche of if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, I mean, I've, I've been able to live on this earth for 25 years doing, doing what I want, eating what I want, you know, stuff like that. And it's, and I've been fine. Um, but as Drew said, I've came to this realization that it's like, all right, we need to take a step back here and really like think about, you know, life down the road and whether that be health things, you know, diet things, uh, stuff like that. I just think, um, it's just tough. And I, I, I think for me, I, I have, I have trouble doing it like by myself. That's why I've, I've loved like having Drew kind of like by my side um, where it's like, we can kind of, you know, do it, do it together because I really, mm-hmm. I really think that I always, I always tell myself I'm going to do it. And then I just, I, I just never do. Um, so mm-hmm. having someone to kind of like push me along uh, really helps. And obviously I, it'd be nice to just not, but I mean, you know, not, not, it's nice to have Drew, but like, it'd be nice to like, just tell myself do it. And then I just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I I do feel like that it helps that I have someone else um, to help yeah. me out there. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I I'd have to agree. I I I don't know if it was ignorance more so, at least on my account, than um. It wasn't ignorance because I didn't know. It was willful ignorance, and and I think willful ignorance is the most. Ag- is the more egregious of the two because ignorance just means you don't know willful ignorance means you're choosing to not care and i i that's what i beat myself up the most of in my past um because i really learned in grad school that i wasn't necessarily bad at school i just didn't care to be good at it um and i thought about the fact that you know i i got a full ride to grad school um, because I actually started to care in undergrad. And I was like, now imagine if I could go back and tell sophomore year in, like, if you just care enough about school, you'd get it for free. Um, and I, 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 w- I don't think I was ready to hear that message um, at the time. Because when you're young, you're only concerned about kind of being liked and being seen as, you know, cool or funny or or whatever it may be. Um, And that was, to me, the most damaging in that I knew what I had to do, but I chose to not care. Whenever I vividly remember um, Mr. Kurtz uh, telling us to journal every day, and then now here I am as an adult, and I journal as frequently as I feel that I need to. Some months it's every day, other months it's twice a week. But even that act, And I don't think Mr. Kurtz wanted us to journal every single day, but, you know, just get in the habit of it. When I was in 12th grade, I didn't see the value in that. When now looking back, I wish I had, because then with those journals, I would have had something authentic to speak to the experience I was going through then. Um, And that is willful ignorance on my part. It's, I know this thing would be good for me, but I choose not to do it. Um, like when the doctor tells you, oh, you know, you need to watch what you eat. And then you go leave the doctor's appointment and you need to go have a donut. 
you know <laughs> at that point it's it's willful ignorance yeah and being a chubby kid growing up believe me i did that several times <laughs> <laughs> um and it wasn't until i started liking women that i figured out i should probably at least work out a little bit um yep and 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 now it's that my workouts are different they're they're not as built focused on aesthetics more so focused on things that are functional like being able to walk around when you're older so that means core strength and stretching and you know a lot of endurance workouts and I look back at who I was and I say it's not that you necessarily know 10 times more now it's that you just care more enough to want to try now and I think that's more damning and that it's one thing if you don't know how much water you should drink in a day. It's another thing if someone's repeatedly told you and you just choose not to. Um, and that's been kind of the harshest reality I've had to accept that, you know, I, I've done a lot of good things in my life so far. But the things that I've failed at, it's simply because I didn't think to put enough effort or care into them. And that always will fall on me at the end of the day. Yep, I agree. I mean, I, I I fight with that every day. I think you know, just a lack of effort, uh, lack of discipline on my part, um, mm. really is is what holds me back sometimes. So, yeah. But it's funny because when you start living with that intentionality, to bring up that word again, it it that intentionality brings about discipline. When you say that I care about the life that I live, that's when you're like, okay. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to go work out because it's an investment in my future self. Um, and the moment I think that it, 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 the seed was planted in my mind for this thought came when my friend John died. My friend John, he died of sarcoma. He had bone cancer. Um, he was 33 and he had a newborn son, not even a year old. Um, and he died, you know, he had cancer, and, but he touched so many people. He was um, a famous, not quasi-famous in NBA circles. He covered the NBA for The Ringer, um, and he and I got really close in the last three years of his life because I was a college student, and I had just sent an email out about, like, oh, I want to, you know, be a better NBA writer. Like, what can I do? And he, instead of you know, sending an email back about tips. He goes, meet me for lunch. So I met him for lunch downtown. And that started us on this kind of habit of meeting once a month to talk about writing, to talk about life. Um, and the thing that characterized him was that he went, he was this guy that was a former atheist that became a Christian. And he would start every conversation with what's your hottest take. And then he'd end every conversation with, well, how can I pray for you? Um, and he was he's not one of those people that um would say I, i'll pray for you and then forgets like the next month he'd ask how that thing was like oh you said your family was struggling you know with this how is that going now and he cared and after he died because he had he had been in colorado when i was in colorado and so he met up for lunch at this burger place and his cancer had gotten pretty bad by then where he couldn't really walk more than a few feet without being in pain. 
Um, but he went out of his way to see me and he was on his way to go skiing. And I asked him, I said, is it safe for you to ski? And he looks at me, he goes, Ian, I'm dying. I'm going skiing. (laughs) (laughs) And when he died, he died on over Labor Day weekend. Um, And I thought a lot about his life. And I thought a lot about how many people he touched and the number of people that showed up at his funeral um, and the amount of outreach his wife had when he died. And I thought about what he t- always told me. Um, one of the one of his his biggest prayers for me was that I'd find a church community that I'd feel at home in. Um, that was one of his things he wanted for me. And he said it's important because we're not supposed to do life alone. And this is the roundabout way of saying that he taught me a lot about intentionality, and that the life he lived was short but consequential because he had this weird ability to recognize each moment that if he was with you, he'd give you his 100%. Um, And then he'd do it again and again and again. And it wasn't because he wanted to, you know, reap all these rewards in heaven or whatever. He could care, frankly, he could care less, right? Like this was a guy that was a former atheist and he said he became a Christian because he goes, I became a Christian because I don't know, it just started to make sense to me. And so I figured why not? And, and so that's who he was. But even before he became a Christian, the thing that marked his existence was his ability to seize the day with a level of intentionality. And ever since he died, I told myself, that I want to try to mirror the life that he lived. Because again, though he died young, he touched people because he found meaning in the simple interaction of eating a grilled cheese with some 19 year old that sent you an email and showing him that he mattered. And maybe that's what we're all called to do in creating meaning out of our everyday existence is to show others that they too matter. I mean, that's a beautiful story all around. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable human to this day. One of the greatest humans I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that last part. The, you know, showing people they matter. That's really important, I think. And it's still like, as much as you know we've talked recently on like doing doing a lot of things for yourself building up yourself becoming a better person just for you for your own sake for your but think about why you do that so important with other people it's like you invest in yourself to be the best version of yourself to other people when like think about it like when we were all younger and kind of carefree like i don't don't get me wrong like people hung out with us people liked us um and the depth of that, those relationships varied. But I think now when we're guided by wanting to be the best version of ourself, there's a level of depth with our relationships that couldn't have been reached if we were still choosing to be comfortable and stay in what was comfortable. It's that line from Coach yeah. Carter of you don't snuff out your light. You know what I'm talking Do you remember that scene? I don't know if you guys saw Coach Carter. Oh, Coach where, Carter's good. Oh, yeah. Where the, oh, yeah. he cancels the game because everyone's failing, and then the one guy wants back on the team. I think his name was Cruz. 
and mm-hmm. he goes that no like the world isn't better if we choose to not let our light shine that's a lot of what i think about the world isn't better by us choosing not to care about the things that sh- we should care about the world is far worse humanity is worse i mean think about the guy that invented penicillin if he just woke up that day and said hey i don't care <laughs> you know like <laughs> Like we wouldn't have all these antibiotics and, and, you know, we'd still have like polio ravishing communities. The world isn't any better by us choosing not to invest in ourselves. The world is actually far worse. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's huge. Cause like we, we did the talk of uh, like, you know, everything that you love and everything that motivates you mm-hmm. and as much as like, you know, you should love yourself and you should be able to motivate yourself and being a better you should make you want to do better things. Like everyone else's list that I've talked to, 99% of it is all outside things. Mm. It's people, it's this, it's that, it's job. It's, it's everything outside of who they actually, like, I mean, it's everything that makes them who they are, but it's everything outside of, if I'm talking to Noah, it's everything that's not Noah Finley. Mm. It's, it's his family. It's his friends. It's his job. It's his whatever it is it's so many things that you ask everyone about like if you just ask people like name the things you love and like just keep listening until they hit themselves like so much of what you love and what you do is still other people and that's the reason you do it yeah you know like i love that people can do things for themselves and i'm working a lot harder hopefully now thought about it a lot mostly is what it is but like I would love to be able to say everything I do in my life, I do because I want to be a better me. Mm-hmm. But also so much of that comes down to, I want to do it for my family. I want to do it for my friends. I want to do it for my future life of what that's going to be in mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. Because being a better you means that a better you is then better able to give back. I, mm-hmm. in At work, I talk, I've talked a lot about this recently. Um, is that in journalism, you see how guided by community we are. Um, the things that hurt one person in the community hurt the entire community. Um, and those ripple effects can be felt around the world. Um, and so we're communal creatures, but what ends up happening like a failed kidney, um, if one individual in that community isn't isn't working to be the better version of themselves every day if if they if atrophy is allowed eventually that that burden is felt by the entire community if you have one failing kidney and you don't do anything about it eventually that burden will be felt by the other failing kidney um and so when you invest in yourself you invest in yourself to then invest in others and inspire them hopefully to do the same uh because meaning is curated in community the currency of meaning is relationships um that's our legacy you know nobody knows what happens when we die but i can tell you that when my grandma died she had a village come to her funeral because everyone loved her and that legacy lives on in at least what we know. And so, yeah, I, I think you're right that you invest in yourself because you want to invest and then give out that investment to others.
too. Yeah. Maybe that's meaning at the end of the day, man. Yeah. Oh. I think there's, yeah, tons of it. You know, it can come down to so many things. And I think that's what's, if you kind of look at it that way, it's kind of like the beautiful thing of life that you get. You can choose so many different things that make you who you are and make your lasting legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the last question I have is that since both of you and, and, and myself have kind of been thinking about it a lot, when you think about meaning, when you think about the day-to-day and when you think about kind of how life can feel mundane at times, in all of that, what is it that you want your legacy to be? That I, I know th- these are subject to change as the years go on, but if something happened tomorrow and we were all dead at 25, what would you want your legacy to be? Um, I mean, I'll try to give as clear an answer as possible because it is, it's probably a tough question, I think. Um, but like the main thing that I do think about is just like it's all coming, it comes down to community still. Of like, it's like one of the first things on our website, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna go fact check myself. Um, Hypervision, self-proclaimed no wrong podcast in the world because I have to have a joke somewhere in my life usually. And then community for progress and growth. That's the first real sentence on our website. Mm-hmm. So, because that's something that like, it's so important to me of like, look at how many people we have on pro clubs this year. And I know we've talked about Xbox on here so many times. <laughs> it's going to come up because we're all nerds. I don't care. <laughs> I have a reptar thing on my wall. We all know we're nerds. All right. Like my laptop is sitting on a slaw lap desk. So, <laughs> but like as fun as I've had of a time on FIFA, sometimes we, you know, it happens, but like, I don't just play pro clubs with all of these guys because I love pro clubs. I do it because that's some sort of way we can all get on there and we can all experience a, you know, a moment together. Like we can all share times together and we can all have this thing that like it's as stupid as it is that we're kicking the ball into a net on a screen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's usually going into ours more, but like it's a stupid <laughs> thing at the end of the day when you look at it from that perspective. But like, it's just, it's a beautiful thing that like in a half hour here, we're about to get four, five, six, seven guys on here and we're going to, we're just going to talk. We're going to hang out. We're going to laugh. We're going to make fun of people. Noah's going to get yelled at. Like it's going to happen. <laughs> and that's just a small s- snippet of it because we do that a lot. Like that's, that's something we do a lot. So I, that's my first thing that came to my mind too. But like, just, um, you know, I've been talking about this challenge. Like I've thrown it out to a lot of Tyler's friends. Uh, I threw it out to Andrew, you know, like, I'll throw it out to more people and I'll start posting about it. Like that's because I love that community feel that like whether or not it's I'm like, I'm not even putting out the challenge there because I'm like, this is some, you know, get like Mike Tyson in two months type thing. No, I barely think I'll look any different in three months from now mm-hmm. because of this challenge. I just want mentally to feel so much better. Yeah, That's mainly what it is. So that's, that's the side part there, but I'm putting it out there because like, it's a community type thing. I'm putting it out there because I think this is something that's super beneficial. Noah agrees with me, I believe. 
and the guys that have so told me that like they're going to do it too is because they see the benefit from this mm-hmm. and i'm going to put it out there and it's so much nicer that like noah said you have that community with you like noah has me is what he's saying i have noah i have all these guys out here that like it's a community of like, I'm going to put this out here. We're going to do this together. We're going to grow and mm-hmm. we're going to like, you know, it's just a whole thing. So that's a clear of an answer. I thing I can give is like, I want my legacy to kind of go down as I've maybe not built a community, but I did everything I could to keep a community around me mm. a positive and uplifting one. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I tend to agree. I, I, I think for me, it's just that like that family style. I feel like I've always I've always found myself. Um, I don't want to say peak performance, but where I found myself to be the best at, um, whether that's mentally or anything like that, w- was within a family setting, um, you know, dating back to high school, playing sports. You know, I just, I love that, you know, competitiveness, family setting. I, I was able to get that in college. I helped out on the, on the basketball team. That was the same kind of, same kind of ordeal now. And I think I, I sometimes find that in work, but I definitely find it within friend group for sure. Um, and, I, and I think that that does date back to, uh, you know, playing Xbox with, 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 with people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like, yeah, it's just, it's really that family setting, but um, trying to think of what else, like, it's just such a, <laughs> it's just tough. Cause like you, you, you think it's like, what would you be, I don't know if, what would you be remembered for? I don't know if that's a good way to put it. Like, like if you were to, if you were to um, let's just say pass away tomorrow um, or what would you want to be remembered for? Um mm-hmm. I don't know. That's uh, just being the best person that I possibly could have been. Yeah. I, I don't know, and that, and that and that's a very broad, vague answer, but, um, but it's, it's authentic. You know, it's it's yeah. being comfortable in in who you are. That's how you become the best person. Like, not everyone is going to be Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Martin sure. Luther King Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can be the best you. You can be someone that is kind and honest and cares about their family and their friends and worked hard. And I think that's also good enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, and I, and, and I think going back to your point, I think, I feel like I wasn't taught that at a young age, you know, I will, I will, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught, to, um, you know, think to think like this, right. You know, it's, I was just, taught hey you you go here you do this you know and then Mm -hmm. i started to realize hey like there's more to life than just you know going through all the cliche things of you know college work and all this you know you know do do some own you know do some of your own learning you know Mm -hmm. read 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 books you know uh you know just explore explore the world you know there's there's literally a whole world out there i've 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 talked to drew about it i want to go uh, I want to go places, you know, what do other cultures do? You know, what's, what's, what differs us from other um, places in the world, you know, stuff like that. Noah, the just anthropologist. Doing... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, you know, Drew and yeah. I, I mean, Drew and I talked about it, uh, you know, seeing, you know, seeing world, world wonders, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. 
I know we, we talk about cultures and things, but th- this is more on the touristy side, I suppose. But like, like, will I ever like see the Eiffel Tower one day in, in, in person? I don't know, maybe, but it'd just be mm-hmm. cool to like see that and, you know, talk to people there and I don't know all that stuff, but there's just, there's so much more to, um, this life that we have and what we were taught, I think at a young age. And I think now I'm just starting to realize that as I get older mm-hmm. um, now, so. Yeah. Hmm. There's so much more to life. And I, I'm glad I, I had books. Um, <laughs> books always help. Uh, but in, in a way, FIFA always helps too. <laughs> and I, I, I've told Drew about it a lot and, and it, to his point about being a community, community creator. Because um, I, I don't know if, like, Noah, you know how the whole pro club shtick started. It was, it, it all started, um, at least on my end, one day where Drew and I would always play FIFA in the senior lounge. And then we both had FIFA 17 and just started playing pro clubs. And we, I don't think we were any good when we first started. I'm pretty sure we like lost the first like 10 games we played. And I was in my pretty typical scoring droughts. But um, <laughs> but um, over that year, and it was one of the hardest years of my life. Um, in the throes of like the stuff with my sister, and my parents would be flying to Texas, kind of leaving me by myself a lot. Um, Drew and I would play FIFA, and we'd laugh, we'd talk, I'd cry, I'd laugh some more. Um, and again, it's something so simple as you know, an online game that will make you more mad than it will ever make you happy. But <laughs> it it made my at least my senior year a year worth remembering because those those were the things that got me through. It was I looked forward to after school um for nothing else other than, you know, playing basketball at the Y and then playing FIFA. And that's the power of community and having someone that intentionally creates community. And I think, Drew, to your point of your legacy, I think that will be your legacy because you've cared enough to do it. Even before the introspection, it was kind of your natural disposition. Yep. Yeah, I mean... I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Drew is the one that got me into into, into pro clubs, you know, you know, I've besides besides like Call of Duty, like this is the like I know we're just talking about gaming now, but this will point back to the community aspect. So like besides Call of Duty, like pro club has been the game that's been like I've met the most people like online, like gaming wise, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been that it's been that community aspect, you know, like we get on, we hang out, we talk, we we, you know, shoot the shit, I guess, if you want to call it that, you know, we just talk about random stuff, we make fun of each other, we crack jokes, you know, all this stuff. And then, yeah, it just goes back to that, you know, just community aspect. And I didn't know what soccer was. Whenever I, I didn't know what soccer was until I met Drew and Tyler in them in, in college. I didn't know. We didn't have it where I went to school, you know, it was a small town. And I just never thought of it. And now that, you know, I met them, I've, soccer is awesome. I've gotten to know it a lot more. I like playing the game. I like the the the, the sport itself is 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 good. I watch it now and uh, yeah. So 
it's been really good. So I have I have Drew to thank for that. So part of that community. Just took me two years to bully him into pro clubs. It did. It did. <laughs> it did. I was I was pretty. I was like, no. I like. I was like, I already pay money for Madden. I'm not going to pay other more money for, on, on an EA game. It's just not going to happen. Um, and then yeah, I just now broke down. And, yeah, so, yep. I, t- I tell myself the same thing every year, and yet here I go buying FIFA. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, game gaming's a beautiful thing, man. It re- it, it it really is. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that's it's been one of the things in life that I don't think I'll ever quit here shortly. Especially now that GTA Six got announced, I got I got to see that through. <laughs> I got to see it through. I, I so, don't think I'll ever stop gaming. It's it's carried yeah. me through a lot of a lot of bad times. And, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, that it's it's that in in storytelling and games kind of have stories in them. Unless you're playing FIFA, then it's just yep mess yep. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's all I had on on my friend. I will say one last thing. Hopefully, you won't mind me sharing mm-hmm. this. But this was from I just it brought back a memory from uh, uh, when you're talking about like you know I was playing pro clubs in high school and all this stuff of like, um, and, you know my thing of wanting to have that community type feel of like something that pushes me still to this day of just like something that like I can call back to of like I did make an impact because back in COVID. Uh, like when we went first, like actual lockdown, we were all mm-hmm. in school still and everything. So all we had to do was school at that point, really. And like, <laughs> which no one did that. <laughs> and Those lectures so I, I was streaming background. every single day, pretty much, you know, like I was playing FIFA, I was playing Warzone. Mm-hmm. And like most of my day would go like, you know, the first part of the day I'd play FIFA for a few hours and I'd stream that. Then I'd go play Warzone for like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And then we played GTA then, 5 like 2 a.m. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> It was great. But, uh, you know, I would stream those, like, uh, FIFA career modes where I'd make all of us. And mm-hmm. I'd, you know, put us in a terrible league, try to build us up. And, I mean, it was probably one of the worst career modes I've had, I feel like. It was – I it made me delete the game at one point. <laughs> and I don't I just, like – but, like, I did that for a long time. And I remember Ian texting me at one point, like, you know, like, just, like, uh, saying, like, you know, I really appreciate you doing all those streams and, like – you know, like doing this, like putting me in these things and talking to me during them. Like, you know, like, cause as fun as the times I had and a lot of times with this COVID stuff, like with that lockdown, like it was a tough time for a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you're kind of on your own, depending on what your situation was there. Like not a lot going on. You can't leave the house for a while, you know, like sh- everything shut down. There's so many things of your life that you built up for the last, I guess we were 20 at that point, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. 21. And it's 21 years of your life that you just so much of it's gone and you couldn't do anything. And like in the moment I was just like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I appreciate that. You know, thanks man. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Like I, you know, just having fun playing video games cause that's really all I can do. But like, you know, like that kind of thing is something I strive for. Like I, whether or not I know it, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause at that point I didn't know it until you said anything is like, I never know. And like anyone can never know the impact that they can make just by going out and doing something, you know? Mm. Yep. Uh, that's why I, I want to do the things that I do and everything that like, you know, with a brand, with my job, with my life, whatever it is, like you just never know the impact you can make by just talking to people and including them and doing mm-hmm. things and posting things and putting things out there. But that was you know, something that like, I still think about sometimes that like pushes me to like, you know, that like, I, I loved that, 
feeling, you know, kind of in the least ego way, but a little ego, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it's just, it's something that pushes you is because I was so happy I could make that impact for someone that mm-hmm. I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lesson for all of us. Honestly, it's, it doesn't take much to just go out of your way to, because what you may think is this massive deal, it, it really, to make someone's day, it just takes the small things. Um, you know, like if you have a extra piece of candy, give it to someone, you know, if you're playing a game, include someone. Um, because I mean, in my, my 24, 25 ish years of life, that's what I've constantly been reminded that life is built on the small moments on the instances in between the big events, right? The, the anniversaries, you know, the weddings, the birthdays, the funerals, everything in life happens between those. And so what are you going to do? What little things are you going to do along the way that are going to matter? And who would have thought that FIFA could teach us all that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's our, that's our bookend right there. You know, (laughs) buy FIFA, play pro clubs. (laughs) There yeah. you go. The Sum up the last hour and fifteen minutes right there. <laughs> EA's gonna love uh, us. <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> the only positive advertising they have had in years from a fan. <laughs> uh no, but I, I in all seriousness, obviously, you know. Great talk, obviously here. I loved every part of that, you know, yeah. like like Noah said, whenever you get on here, it's almost like a treat for us. Like oh, we're just here getting a lesson. Me. <laughs> man, this is your yeah. world, man. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, and, and thank, I'm glad we could find some time to do this, and hopefully do it a little bit more. If y'all don't get tired of me, never. Well, I mean, we're about to go play FIFA with. You, right? <laughs> never. We're, we're we're booked up for the night. <laughs> All righty. Yeah, well, we'll catch you guys next time. We got more topics with Ian still because we didn't cover everything you you wanted still. Yeah, so. we, we still got I'll be back. Time. I'll be back in the yeah. future. All right, it's all then. All righty. Peace. Peace, drink grease. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.